Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Faith in Jesus Christ needs to be based on evidence that we can confidently communicate to other people, just like Luke did in Acts and Paul did in his letters. You need to know what you believe and you need to know why you believe it. Faith, biblical faith, has an object. Biblical faith has supporting evidence. Biblical faith is not a blind faith. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches that the Word of God carries extreme weight because of the evidence it carries. Believers in the Bible have accurate accounts of eyewitnesses to go by, letters from the Apostle Paul that give evidence to the fact that what the Bible says is true. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address? podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 1, as he continues his message, Strengthen Your Faith. Our faith in Jesus Christ needs to be based on evidence that we can confidently communicate to other people, just like Luke did in Acts and Paul did in his letters. You need to know what you believe, and you need to know why you believe it. Faith, biblical faith, has an object. Biblical faith has supporting evidence. What I'm talking about is what J. Warner Wallace refers to as becoming a two-decision Christian, as opposed to an abbreviated believer. That's one you're going to hear a lot more about. I just love that term, an abbreviated Christian. An abbreviated Christian is someone who has taken that first step of saying, okay, I'm going to trust Jesus with my life, but they've, they've not taken the next steps. The apostle Paul, as he was writing to the Corinthian tr- Christians, he, he talks about, you guys should be eating meat by now, but you still need to go over the elemental, you know, the foundational stuff. You're still, you still need milk like a little baby. You should be teaching others, but you're not ready yet. You're still babies in Christ. You still need milk. You still need to go over the fundamentals of repentance, the foundational truths of salvation by grace. You're not, you haven't gone on to study the rest of this stuff. You haven't gone on to that second decision that you're going to be able to defend your faith to other people. See, that's what we're talking about. Can you defend what you believe? Oh, you just got to believe it. No, you don't. There's evidence behind it. There's supporting truth, and you need to know what it is. You need to decide that you're going to take action to study these things, to learn these things, to learn to communicate 
these things to learn to defend your faith to the people in your world. Like Keith Green said, you're gonna give an account for the people in your generation, whether or not you communicate the gospel to the people that you've had opportunity to share with. Now, going back to Acts chapter one here, our second observation is, is that Jesus didn't just do what I just did, right? Because I'm kind of wagging my finger, you guys need to get up, you need to get busy, you need to take action. See, Jesus didn't stop there. The second observation is that he sent the Holy Spirit to empower us. He promised us power to go into our world as his witnesses. Being assembled together with him, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then round about verse eight, he tells them why. Because you're gonna receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you're gonna be my witnesses. And that was the point. Now we're gonna dig into this subject of the baptism of the Holy Spirit more deeply when we get to chapter two. But today I want you to notice the purpose for that promised empowering. He tied it directly to the mission. What's the mission? To go, to share the gospel, to be his witnesses. Now listen, I was never taught that. As a, as a young believer, I, I wasn't taught that that was the purpose for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the impression that I got from all the charismatic and Pentecostal preachers who were in my world in that period of time, you know, when I was just a, a new follower of Christ, a new believer, that was my tribe. I was, I was like hyper charismatic. I was part of a little fellowship where, you know, man, you, you heard more speaking in tongues than English most Sundays. And that's what I was taught it was all about. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was all about speaking in tongues and casting out demons and healing people and enjoying prosperity and joy. And it was, it was, it was all about that. Nobody ever really taught that it was about evangelism and sharing the gospel and being witnesses. Now, now listen, I've shared this before. I speak in tongues. I mean, I'm super grateful for the gift. It's a wonderful gift from the Holy Spirit because there are a lot of times when I just don't know what to say. You know, I just don't even know how to pray. I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. You know, somebody's going through something or somebody is, you know, dealing with some things or I'm dealing with some things and I just don't even know what to say anymore. And, and to be able to just pray in the Spirit like that is a beautiful, freeing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. But even though that's true, I mean, you know, we've cast out demons. We've seen people get healed. We, we've seen all, but see, Jesus said that the promise, that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that, that it, it's about being his witnesses. It's about the, having the power to live the life to which you are called. But see, the beautiful thing is that he tells us that like, Unlike Buddha, who had some of the same ideas Jesus did in terms of philosophy, Buddha had, you know, Siddhartha had some, he had a, a great philosophy of life, but he can't help you do it. He just says, go do that. This, if you'll do this, then you'll be, you know, it'll, things will work out well for you. If you'll do this, you know, the eight pathways to peace. But listen, he's dead. He can't help you with it. Jesus is alive and sends his spirit to enable you to do these things. He will empower us to get out 
and do the things that he's called us to do. So, you're going to hear more about that next week. Now, the third observation is that he not only promised us power for the mission, but he promised us that he intends to return. Now, that's seriously good news, and I'll tell you why in just, in just a minute. Verse 9, now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. So the angels, they they said, listen, what, what are you doing standing around? Why are you just watching him leave? He's coming back the same way he left. Now, what, what was the point? These two angels grabbed the attention of the disciples and said, you need to stop looking up and start looking out. You need, to, you need to get busy. It's time to go. He's coming back. Stop looking. He's coming back in the same way right now. The, the, the implication, I believe, is it's time to focus on the mission. There was no time to beat around. You know, I, I, I really believe, my personal belief is that this coronavirus is a fulfillment of the prophecy Jesus gave to us in Matthew 24. We just studied it back, you know, a, a couple of months ago. He said that the creation would endure a season that he refers to as the beginning of sorrows. Matthew 24, beginning at verse 6, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled. All these things must come to pass but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Now now think about what he's saying right here. Jesus is saying something that you and I need to pay attention to because all the so-called faith preachers who do not actually preach faith, but rather presumption, You tell God what he needs to do for you and he'll get busy and do it. No, that's not faith. That is not faith. That's presumption. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please. 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.